Well, welcome back. Here we are again. Yes. Round two. Two. Yep. This Ghost. is episode two for those of you who mm-hmm. are keeping count in yep. low digits. I know we are. Yeah. <laughs> this is twice as many as I expected us to get through, which is great. <laughs> got to have more hope. <laughs> I have all, right. all of it. But this week, mm-hmm. which was many weeks before the last one, <laughs> we sit yes. down with a guy named John Sandy. Super interesting mm-hmm. guy. Very. I, I will be honest. I was not sure what I thought about this one, but it was really cool. Like, I walked out wanting to, I wanted to fly fish by the end of this. Oh, yeah. He makes some great things. I mean, I'm not sure, really. His are the first that I've looked at, but they are pretty impressive. Knows what he's doing. Great guy. Easy to talk to. And also, fly fishing lures don't, well... We'll let you see. (laughs) Or hear. But it was a surprise. (laughs) Fair point. Yes. (laughs) Please enjoy. I think, if I remember correctly, uh, there's a city-owned trail crew in Bentonville where they have like a city-funded team that all they do is build and maintain trails. Wow. And then a lot of it's volunteer help, like the ORC, those guys kick butt and they do a lot of maintenance and recruit a lot of volunteers to do it. And there's there's different groups uh, that you can uh, pay homage to for the trails, but uh, there's tons of volunteer work as well as professional stuff that goes into the trail systems around here for sure, which is awesome because, uh, I mean, it's unbelievable, all, all the stuff that we have to ride now and... And uh, I'm glad the Waltons aren't golfers. <laughs> so, so, you know, yep. that, that's uh, that's it, man. Those guys, uh, you know, uh, they just... It'd be a lot more boring. Yeah, so true. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, and just the fact that we are now a, a destination town, you know, area over our mountain biking is unbelievable. Yeah, is it weird really that cool. I didn't know this was a thing? I mean, yeah. I know people ride bikes, right? Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like a come to... Yeah, yeah, and it's crazy. So, like, uh, I think it was seven years ago, I went to uh, Washington State uh, for a bike company's big, like, launch, and we went and checked out all their new models, and uh, I was sitting there, and we have dealers from all over the country that are there, and... Uh, and they, you know, you start out, hey, I'm John, I'm from Arkansas, you know, and they're like, oh, dang, you ride slaughter pin trails? And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, we ride slaughter pin all the time. And they're like, that's insane. And they're talking about it. And I was like, how do you guys even know about mm-hmm. this? You Old know, hat. You guys are like mm-hmm. 27 hours away, you know, and they're like, oh, well, and they show us the local mountain bike magazine and there's like a six page ad about it in their magazine. And I was like, holy cow. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. it was nuts. And then, and then that, and then it just kind of, boom blew up after that which is even better uh so yeah the imba world summit was here which is insane uh and there's just all sorts of cool stuff coming in the pipeline for the area so yeah and, and then the greenway on top of that yep it not only opened a greenway but it opened a gateway for everybody to start recycling there's like no intimidation factor everybody can do it family kids uh walkers runners dog walkers i mean everybody can do it so so that really opened up the whole avenue for everybody to kind of jump on board with the cycling and become cycling friendly really for the mm-hmm. town yeah the greenway was what i was thinking of i didn't even think about the mountain the mountain bike stuff is news to me Greenway yeah. was like well you yeah know, every family yeah, yeah. now has four bicycles and whatever right mm-hmm. yeah, yeah yeah i didn't realize the yeah. mountain biking thing but the mountain biking deal. thing is crazy that's uh, nuts yeah. yeah, so the paved trail system is really crazy. Uh, you know, South Fayetteville to essentially the Missouri line. 
Um, but eventually they're going to have Fort a, Smith, right? Try yeah, to Fort Smith is what I heard. And you hear rumors year to year, you know, it's going to be this or it's going to be that or it's going to go over here. But that one's always a consistent one we hear, you know, going to Fort Smith. And then uh, and then there's a, an adventure trail they're going to open up that's, I guess, kind of similar to a rails to trail or it might even be paved. But it's going to be like across the entire state, you know, like 2,000 miles through different parts of the state and go by state parks and it's going to have like biking and bike packing and and that's all the kind of rage right now is bike packing. Wow. And, and it's like stuff. overlanding for cyclists. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Remember all the times yeah. I yeah. daydreamed of my like easy rider across the country <laughs> yeah. bikepacking. Yeah. Not one time I've been like, or I could bicycle to Ford Smith. Yeah. 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 You'd probably like, get there quicker. It's, yeah. yeah. It's like maybe. I watched, uh, <laughs> depending. I watched uh, <laughs> a documentary with uh, Ewan McGregor and like one of his buddies and they, it was called Long Way Around and they rode motorcycles around the entire yep. uh, world and then they yep. went, did the long way down and, and on the long way down, they're going through uh, India or one of those countries, and they ran into a dude who was riding a bicycle, and they're like, "Oh man, we thought we were hardcore, and this dude <laughs> doing it on a pedal wow. bike." You Is know? it a single speed? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, and uh, pulling a trailer with his camping gear. Well, you know, the next bike's losing barbecue yeah. guy with like his Greenway patch on the yeah. back. Oh my yeah. gosh! Yeah. they should have that. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Oh, these we're biker games. We're the real hardcore guys. Yeah. Yeah. Quads the size of. Ken. Eggs. Yes. <laughs> Quadzilla. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's it. But, uh, but yeah, yeah. So cycling's fun and, and that's a, a good outlet for the creativity for me for sure. Uh, there's a problem every day and it's never usually the same thing. And we work in the shop that I work at. We work on everything from cheap, you know, Walmart bikes to, you know, high end $15,000 pro level bikes which is still kind of insane. Uh, the first time I worked on a, you know, you know, higher than ten thousand dollar bike, or even to see it not in a magazine is Jeez like, Louise, yeah, holy moly! And then we work on them so much in the area because we have a lot of guys that can afford it and and ride nice, you know, high competitive levels of cycling, as well as just, hey, we got the money to burn, so let's do it. And and then becoming desensitized by it now it's like you know you get a eight thousand dollar bike and it's like yeah you can run through it you know and people come in it's like oh my gosh that's a pinarello dogma or a handmade mood you know and it's like oh yeah yeah it's a great bike you know and they're just like oh man like are you nervous working on these things it's like god ah, not really i mean <laughs> watch this yeah yeah that's the worst that's the worst yeah so uh press fit bottom brackets was a thing that came out um so a bottom bracket is the bearings in which go in the frame that the crank runs through and you pedal and it's essentially the most important part of the bike mm-hmm. uh, bearing wise uh and um so for years it's been uh threaded you thread them in and there's a sealed cartridge and fine tune them and stuff like that well a few years ago, some engineer came out with this idea to press fit them and press them into the frame. No threads. And they are pretty notorious for creaking initially, but <laughs> the tool that they give you to take them out is like literally a, a big punch that you bang this thing out with a hammer. And you see people's face when they come in. They're like, Ugh! you know, you got like a little sledgehammer and you're knocking these bearings out. And. You know, it's kind of scary because the bike is super expensive, but on the frame, yeah, super thin. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. Some levels of the frame are, I mean, just, I mean, I want to say paper thin, but like a good heavy cardboard. You know, (laughs) is as thick as some of the spots of the frame. So yeah, it's it's always kind of nerve wracking the first few times you do it, but then once you get used to it, it's just like, no problem. That's not a big deal. But uh, but yeah, yeah, that's kind of 
what I do day to day, you know, mm-hmm. for fly fishing money, that is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that kind of a nice segue. That's what got me interested in, like, thinking about talking to you is all of your... You're not interesting the, the, outside of the that. fly yeah, lures. No, right. I mean, I've, I was I was Absolutely. explaining. I was like, I've seen a river well, how do you, through it. Now. Yeah, interesting. Are, are you are you Brad Pitt or the other guy in the movie? Because yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, I practice shadow casting every day. Shadow, <laughs> don't we all? Yeah, catfishing yeah. is that? No, 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 no. Um, you know, like looking at your Instagram feed and like fly fishing. To me, I've never understood it. You know. Mm-hmm. But I don't have to. But that, like the flies, mm-hmm. the lures, whatever you'd want to call yeah. lure. Yeah, you know, yeah. depends on where you're from. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. The uh, it's very small. Yeah, they're you know, small. Yeah. Some of that yeah, is yeah, just yeah. Uh, crazy to me. To yeah, think, it is but. crazy. So, like, I've been a fisherman forever. Uh, we grew up in Colorado, and we fish trout there all the time. But always conventional, conventional rod, you know, spinner rod, and you push the button and cast it, and yeah. crank in bait or whatever, and really fly fishing never really was kind of like a even on my radar i never really it's like i always kind of thought like old rich people did it you know and <laughs> and it looked complicated and waiters looked, yeah. you know expensive and yeah you had to wear waiters and a big old dorky vest and and all that stuff but um a few years ago or it's actually like a year and a half ago i've only been into it like almost two years now and my wife uh got me a, a kind of a entry level fly rod and and i was like yeah i'll give that a shot you know and i've always been kind of interested but i never really cared much about it and then like the first time i went out i probably looked like a total joke you know just walked down there in my flip-flops and just hacked at it until <laughs> i got the fly out there far enough and and uh and caught my first fish and i was like holy cow that was really cool and then um a guy that works at the store with me he's a uh in the past, he just was all about fly fishing. Him and his dad did it all the time. And he's kind of got out of it, and he's more into cycling now. But uh, but uh, he's given me a bunch of pointers and how to cast and all this stuff. And, and it kind of really took off, and it kind of swarmed on me. You mm-hmm. know, like it literally was, I don't know, four months, and I had five different fly rods and, you know, <laughs> like a fly tying bench and and I'd go into the local fly shop and I'd talk to Mike, the guy who runs it. And I'm like, what flies do I need for this? Or what fly do I need for that? And he's like, oh, you can try these ones and that one. And and then YouTube kicks in, you know, and mm-hmm. then it's like the guy shows you how to tie this fly. And then I was like, oh, man, I bet I could tie a fly. And I was like, how cool would it be to tie a fly and then catch a fish on it? And, <laughs> and that's literally how I got hooked. And, yeah, and it was <laughs> hooked. It was nuts. Yeah. So no pun intended. <laughs> Mine is basically from the movies, I guess, but I look on fly fishing as kind of a hobby in and of itself, like mm-hmm. learning to cast and, mm-hmm. right. yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it seems like this very mm-hmm. zen thing that happens. Yeah. Um, I assume most people don't make the step over into making their own lure. Right. Yeah. Right? Flies. So, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and they're always flies for fly fishing, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. That's it. Sense. Yeah. You never use well, like a mosquito lure. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah Where's yeah. the bobber go? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, Is that a rebel? Um, so, rebel jig? Yeah. So they do have a certain, Gig. they do do have, they do do, uh, they do have. <laughs> Every time they uh, land, they do do. <laughs> yeah. Different mm-hmm. flies. So you have flies, which are technically like a dry fly and they float right. on the water and and mimic a flying bug that lands on the water. And then they have a nymph, which is subsurface, so it sits down in the water, and it's like the pupa to the flying bug. So it's essentially the flying bug before it hatches. 
and uh, those are really good. Uh, those really do good to catch fish. And then there's streamers, which are essentially like a bait fish or like a smaller fish, but they're really big flies and they're made of feathers and they're really ornate and they look really cool and they're really hard to throw and cast, but um, they catch giant fish and that's like that's what you hunt big brown trout with mm-hmm. these big streamers and bass uh um we use those for bass around here but but uh literally you can catch anything on a fly rod and that's kind of the craziest thing about it and and you know you see a lots about oh look at this giant you know largemouth bass or whatever it is uh you kind of see these pictures of these giant fish and and it's cool but nobody i mean that's not the typical you're not catching giant fish all the time but when you go out with a really small fly rod and you catch a small bluegill and or a sunfish or whatever it is and it's it's not huge but it gets on there you watch it he sees it he lurks over there he grabs the fly like it's very i don't know uh i'd say primal but it's uh it's just a different way of fishing and it's it's a uh, it's a lot more tactile and and you're engaged the entire time as opposed to just throwing it out there and watching a bobber and waiting for it to mm-hmm. blop and then you pull them in but uh it's a ton of fun even catching little fish uh uh me and my son went out the other night and uh uh so the greenway runs through Fayetteville and all the area around here and then um there's a little creek that runs around it mud creek and there's a few other creeks that they all kind of border around there and uh we fly fish all those creeks when mm-hmm. we ride down there on our bikes and fly fish and one night uh last week we went out and it was kind of late about this time about seven o'clock at night and and literally every cast was bluegill and they were just eating these mosquitoes that were hatching at sunset Mm. off the top of the water and i mean just cast after cast eventually after an hour and a half you're like all right we caught like 35 fish i guess we'll go (laughs) home now but it never gets boring you know you're just like oh this is so cool you know and and uh so that's kind of the fun thing and then when i first started fly fishing i lost lots of flies because so when you cast a fly rod uh the line goes behind you just as far as it goes in front of you so if you don't have a good back area or a clear back area you can get in the tree and rip the fly off the oh. line as you throw it out there and then 13 casts later it's like man i'm not getting any fish and then you realize there's no fly on the line you're like dang so then you're whipping the, the water <laughs> and then if you go too early when you do the back cast and then you sling it back forward if you go too early it'll pop the fly right off the end like a bull whip, like a whip yeah, yeah. Uh. so then there goes that three dollar fly and so I initially i got into it and i was like oh i'm gonna save money time on flies and then two it was gonna be cool to catch something on that i tied but um so far it hasn't been any cheaper <laughs> <laughs> it's just like every time i go to the fly shop now as opposed to buying flies i just buy material and then i tie more flies and and yeah so and then I tie flies that just look cool as well as I catch fish with. Because um, the flies that catch fish aren't really that cool looking. You know, they're mm. just like little foam beetle. Works awesome everywhere I go. Uh, and then you can tie these really cool ornate ones that I have never caught a fish on, but they look cool. Yeah. <laughs> so Do people use those for like decor types? Because uh, I can know, see that like a little like I've wall, seen shadow, shadow box. <laughs> yeah, something. I've definitely yeah. seen uh-huh. it. Um, but uh, yeah, it's kind of the funny thing. Uh, like different fish require different flies and you can go crazy on that but uh uh the first like really cool fly i ever seen was a a fly that uh the guy who runs the local fly shop uh he tied one for a muskie 
and it's a type of fish and i guess they're up north and mm-hmm. they're monster looking fish but this fly was i mean it's like like almost as long as my forearm and i was like holy cow you know that's crazy and and you look at all the stuff on them and there's feathers and tinsel and and the stuff they call dubbing and and eyeballs and uh, i mean it's just crazy looking fly and and then you look into the all the stuff to tie those flies, and you're like, holy cow, that's a $60 fly, you know, by the time you get done with it. So that's definitely something you don't want to lose. But uh, but uh, anyhow, that was kind of the first, like, cool fly that I was like, all right, I'm 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 hooked. I want to do all this all the time. So, um, but uh, trout are the, the tricky, tricky fish that I've been going after as of late. They're very... They're very timid. They're not like bass and bluegill. They just bite anything that hits the water that looks like a bug. But trout, it's funny. You'll you'll throw the fly out there and you'll watch them and they'll swim right up to it. And I mean, they just look it up and down, back and forth. They swim off, come back. So oh, I might get it. I might not. Nah. And they'll swim off. Then they'll come back and then just like just barely slurp it. And then you can't get all freaked out and jerk the fly out of his mouth. And then the minute he turns away from you, you just set the hook and it's like. He bit it. He bit it. You know, then you fight him in and get him in, and it's really cool. Um, the first time I caught a f- trout on a fly rod, and trout fight very different than any fish that we have here, freshwater fish uh, that I fish normally, like bluegill and bass. After you kind of wrestle them a little bit, they kind of just go, eh, no worries, you got me. And they let you reel them in, you know, and I unhook like them and wife. toss them back in. There you go. Oh. There you go. Oh, yeah, there we go. And she then, just gave up. She's like, oh, well. Yeah. yeah there you go. But uh, but trout, man, they fight like crazy. And they're very violent in the way they shake. And But they're very, um, they're very kind of a weak fish. So, like, once they expend all that energy, like, they almost can't even swim off once you've unhooked them. So you kind of got to nurse them back to health mm-hmm. and, and then let them go. And, and there's a whole like responsible aspect of catching trout and leaving it for the future generations and, and not, you know, just grabbing them by the mouth and jerking them out of the water and throwing them back in. You know, it's very kind of a delicate situation with those guys and which I get, I mean, cause mm-hmm. those fish are pretty delicate, but, but, uh, but when you catch them, they're just so cool. And they're like the coolest looking fish, rainbow trout or brown trout. They have a bunch of different trout, but uh, but uh, we go over to Cotter, Arkansas. It's like trout capital of the world, or the country, apparently. I didn't know that until I came into town, and there's a big water tower, and it says, Trout Capital USA, and I was like, no way. That's no cool. idea. Yeah, yeah, not a clue. And uh, there's a creek there called Dry Run Creek, and uh, we went in there, and it's for kids 15 and under, and it's uh, run by Arkansas Game and Fish. And uh, you get to catch these giant trophy-sized fish, and you throw them back in. And it's cool to just get kids hooked on fishing. And mm-hmm. uh, I took my two boys over there, and we hired this guide, and we tied on these flies that are size. So when it comes to flies, like the, the bigger the number is the smaller the fly. So So they were tying on size 26 flies, which are, like, tiny. I mean, you could hardly see it tied on there, you know, so... Um, and we were catching these giant fish. I mean, 18 inches, 20 inches. And my kids are just like, well, this is crazy, <laughs> you know? And it's like, I know. And like, you just throw it in and the minute they hit the water, boom, they get it and they reel it in. And they were just kind of hooked after that. And, and my youngest, he loves it. He's just hooked. And, and my oldest, he loves it as long as we're catching fish, you know? Yep. Otherwise he's exploring. That's his thing. <laughs> looks around, looks for treasure, stuff like that. So, but, uh, 
But basically, if uh, if there's a body of water, I'll try to fish in it and see if mm-hmm. there's fish. So. I've noticed that on your Instagram. It's like by <laughs> just off the trail, and you're sitting here holding it like a bluegill or whatever, yeah. just right off the water. I was like, man, it's kind of a yeah. multi multi yeah. multi thing there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. the bike is just a cool tool to get to the fly fishing mm-hmm. areas, and that's like a huge thing that's kind of kicked off recently with bike packing and all that. Packing fly rods in your bike gear and riding you know 30 miles to a cool river and then camping and fishing and then riding back and it's kind of a pretty pretty fun thing you've been sewing bags as well Mm -hmm. yeah 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 Yeah, so i got into that too uh like i said i do like i do all sorts of stuff jack of all trades master none type deal and um a buddy of mine ran a backpack company and he kind of had an old uh, clunker machine that wasn't working Mm -hmm. all that great and he's like "Eh, just sitting in storage you know if you want to use it come out and try it out and i was like all right cool so we got it running and i made like my first bag and i was like that was really cool and then i made another bag and another bag and then it's like i bet i can make a bag for this and i bet i can make a bag for that and and then like sewing up clothing and stuff like that it's (laughs) just nuts it kind of kind of you know kind of blew up on me too and i really like doing it it's a lot of fun um this is the first time i've used complex math since high school you know just <laughs> i didn't realize that was involved in sewing a, a piece of equipment you know it's like transferring something from 2d to 3d and sewing it and sewing it the right way because you could sew yourself into a corner and then have to tear it all apart to just get one piece in that you should have had three steps ago so you got to be constantly thinking so um but yeah that's just kind of a fun hobby as well um and same with fly. Well, pretty much everything I do is a bunch of hobbies. I have a lot of hobbies, <laughs> so yeah, that's it. But uh, but yeah, I love tying flies. It's just a, it's pretty relaxing. Uh, strangely enough, uh, mm-hmm. there are sometimes it's frustrating, but not much. And that's the cool thing about fly fishing. It literally, um, you don't think about anything the entire time you're out there, other than fly fishing. You're is the cast good? Was the, you know, where's the water going? You know, where's the fish at? You know, where to put the fly? Hopefully the fish sees it. And, and literally it's just full mind activity the entire time, as opposed to kind of a, you don't, your mind never wanders when you're out there fly fishing or fishing in general. But fly fishing for mm-hmm. me is just, is a ton of fun and it's very relaxing and it kind of allows me to kind of come down from, you know, whatever stress you might be dealing with. And it's, it's good. It's a good time. And, uh, and it's something I recommend everybody to do for sure. Yeah. But uh as you were saying, yeah, no uh not all fly fishermen tie their own flies. Uh some guys just don't care about it, you know, and the idea of getting down there and doing it. But uh it's always kind of fun the challenge, you know. Uh-huh. So yeah, and I dig it. And uh and really you can save money if if you don't buy all the stuff the tree and, you. and you're not just like buying like all sorts of different hooks and all sorts of different this and i want to be able to tie all these different things like if you have like four different flies that you use and you spend 30 bucks you can literally build like 100 flies for half the price but man but it's kind of more than that really but mm-hmm. it kind of ties the whole thing together yeah is there anything that drives uh, like design growth for you? Like, do you see fish respond to something and then kind of start to pull mm-hmm, yeah. two previous yeah, yeah. flies together? Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of a really cool thing. So uh, in the fly fishing world, they use the term match the hatch. And so the hatches, the bugs hatching, and, and then you kind of match to what's going on in the river. And, and like really good fly fishermen, they're good at it. They can read the water. They see the bugs. They, you'll see them like 
pick over rocks and look at the bottom of the rock and see what kind of bugs are floating under there and then they'll match a fly to it and if they don't have one you know they're gonna go home and document what they see and like guys keep fly fishing journals and stuff like that i don't get that too nerdy about it you know but but uh <laughs> but the guys who are out there slaying it i mean yeah they they document all that stuff yeah. water temperature and time and moon phases and all that stuff but i don't have that much time so mercury just, retrograde gray. yeah 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 mm-hmm. that's it so mm-hmm. i just go out there just fling flies until they bite something and then when they bite it i just keep using that one but but uh it basically you just think of like the most common bugs you see in your area and are they around the water and yeah there they are so uh so i use a a, a craft foam from the craft store hobby lobby or whatever they are and uh it's a sheet of foam and you cut out little strips and you make these little foam beetles and i'll show you guys some of those and yeah and basically it's a little tiny thing and throw it on the water and the fish is like oh hey that's a beetle the you know, japanese beetle mm-hmm. uh you use a peacock hurl from a peacock feather and you wrap it around the bottom of the hook and it gives it that kind of green shimmer look to it and then the black foam across the top of it and then when you pull it across to the top of the water the way the foam flaps, it makes a disturbance in the water, and it really looks like it's just swimming across the top of the water, and it drives fish crazy. And it works, like, for pretty much everything around here. If they don't bite that, they're probably not going to bite anything. So so it's kind of one of those deals. I, I really like using that for the small creeks around here. Um, <clears throat> and then bass and stuff, they like clouser minnows is the... Um, is a fly designed by a guy back in the day and his name was Bob Clouser, I think was the guy's name. And, and it's basically deer hair from deer tail and, <laughs> and they chop it up and dye it and tie it onto a hook and it doesn't look anything like a fish, but apparently in the water fish think it looks like a fish. And so they attack them and wow. it's really cool. And you could tie them in different colors and put different sparkle on them and it can really, uh, do some wild stuff. But, uh, um, and that brings like the whole, like, just fly tying in this area is completely different than another area. And then when you go to that, that area, you talk to the locals and like, Oh, what works good over here? And, and they'll say, you know, we use this, you know, it's like, Oh, that never work in our area, you know, but mm-hmm. you trust the guys are there. And, and the guides usually, whenever you hook up with a guide, I have a, two friends that are guides over there in Cotter and I talk to them and, and it's awesome because they kind of give you the scoop before you show up. So you can kind of build up some stuff before you go over there and not have to buy anything. But but, uh, and then <clears throat> saltwater is my, my new thing. I want to go fish in the ocean. And, uh, and my wife got me a, like a subscription box of flies and, and they come every month and, and they literally <laughs> have a subscription box for everything. But, uh, this one's really cool. And anywhere you go, crazy. uh, they have like a destination. You're going to the Rockies and they have like a trout flies or you're going to saltwater. They have saltwater flies and, and they sent us a bunch of the saltwater flies, and they're just so cool looking. They're big and gnarly looking, and would never work around here, but they look really fun. And it looks like you it's going to be a try one though and see. Is there what drives innovation in fly tying? Right, like so the guy that invented the deer yeah. hair, the clouser, right, yeah. right, the clouser, yeah. Um, I'm assuming that kind of innovation still is yeah, happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. even more rapidly. It sounds like this might be something. Yeah. If there's a subscription box, it's a growing yeah, thing. Right, yeah, yeah. There are some new flies that are coming out, you know, every year. And you got big companies like Orvis, uh, which is like one of the largest fly companies in the world. And they, they have tons of innovation when it comes to flies and fly designs and hooks. But the biggest one, I would say, in innovation, obviously, you're trying to make it look like a normal fish or something tasty for the fish to bite. 
Um, but the biggest innovation I would say is the hooks. The, I mean, the ability, the ability to make the hooks that they make now, they're chemically sharpened. They're super strong. They're all uniform. They're not clunky looking. I mean, they're legit looking hooks and, and barbs are like a big thing with trout. You know, they have a pretty soft jaw and, uh, that can really tear them up, putting the barbed hooks in them and pulling them out. So you tend to use barbless hooks on those guys and some places require it just so the fish aren't getting tore up and stuff like that, which makes sense. Uh, but just the angles of these hooks now, you really don't even need a, a barb on them because of the angle of these hooks, the way they're designed, it's almost impossible for them to get off, but it doesn't tear them up like a barbed hook does. That's cool. Uh, but yeah, you have guys like, uh, Kelly Gallup is the guy that, uh, ties these big streamer flies and catches these big monster trout. And he has a really cool Instagram and he ties everything from like a 26 little tiny nymph all the way up to these big, like one aught, uh, streamers and, or double hook flies, which are like this long, you know, and it's really cool to watch him tie stuff. And, and there's a couple guys that are real similar to his style of tying these big streamers. That's the new thing right now. Everybody's all into is throwing these big streamer flies that look like big fish. And that's the thing with them is they only catch big fish. So, you know, little flies catch everything. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so if they're really going after the big ones, that's, uh, that's what they'll throw. But there's a lot of innovation in that, like materials one and then, synthetics is the big thing right now in the fly tying so for years it's been natural products feathers or uh hair and uh and uh the the line that they tie it with is getting progressively better and it lasts longer and it floats better and it mimics natural stuff better and you can almost tie what used to be like a 60 dollar cape of feathers you can you can get away with a lot of synthetics instead and, and you know, it's cheaper and it's easier to manufacture and it's perfect, but, uh, good feathers are, that's the key, you know, yeah. like in dry flies, uh, a good feather and they have like generational, I don't even know what you'd call, um, uh, these chickens that grow like a particular pelt and, and they're like almost perfect and, you know, and they kill them and take their pelt off and, and that's what they use, and it's kind of crazy. But um, before, from what I hear, uh, like 25, 30 years ago, you would get a pelt with like 40 good feathers on it, and now you can get like 100 out of a good pelt of feathers now that costs the same price. So, so you know, there's innovations in all sorts of it. But uh, as far as fly design goes, they are coming out with some cool new ones, but uh, it's kind of that world where if it works really well... Let's not change it a ton, but you do see a lot of change in color and, and material, and that's the biggest, I would say, change that I've seen just in the time I've been doing it. Um, but it's always fun and interesting to learn. Uh, like, my dad gave me my first fly tying vice that he got years ago, and it came with a VHS tape and how to tie these flies, and it was like 25 <laughs> flies, you know, and I watch it, you know, I dig out the VCR mm-hmm. and get it running, and and it's like, oh, man, all right, cool. So you start learning how to tie flies. And I don't know how anybody really would have learned how to tie flies back then. You know, like it would you would have to know a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy and, and you know, give him a beer or whatever. And he <laughs> teaches you the ranks and, and you go through it all, you know, and you're not having to buy flies from him at 4 in the morning and, and all that stuff. But uh, uh, now with YouTube, it's kind of crazy. Like there's probably a 100 YouTube channels that that all they do is tie flies and 
and from all over the world, which is really cool. Like I watched mm-hmm. a couple of guys from Europe and how they tie flies compared to uh, American tie fl- uh, fly tires. They tie them a little different, and and it's kind of cool and it's it's neat and it's it's kind of funny. We had a guy come in from uh, New Zealand into the store, and he was talking about riding, and we're chatting back and forth and i was like oh yeah between riding and fly fishing i ain't got any money or time and he was like oh you fly fish and i was like yeah so then he starts talking about fly fish i love fly fishing and then we start telling stories of you know how the fly is changed you know like what they use and what we use and it's like and he's naming off fish and i've never heard of it and i was like dang that's cool so then i look it up and it's kind of a cool cool thing for sure you know being able to share those stories is kind of goes across the world yeah. Are you ever sitting around the house and you see something and you're like, I wonder if I can make a fly out of that? Yes. My wife's dust model. <laughs> <laughs> totally. This yeah. guy is like, yeah. have you done it? Yeah. So I listen to the podcast. And we'll this edit this out. Yeah. Uh, and, and he's like, <laughs> what dust mop? Yeah. He's like, yeah, I call this one nanny's bathrobe or something like that. And she had a chenille bathrobe and, and he's like, Ooh, I bet that would imitate a grub worm really well. And he cut off a big tassel of it and tied it on a hook and slate it and, and that's kind of the world of fly tying. It's mm-hmm. kind of innovation, like, what will that work actually work? And it's like, oh, yeah, it does work. And then and then in the world of fly tying, there's, like, the traditionalists. And then there's the new age guys where a traditional dude, he's like, you know, I'm wooden, wood duck feathers and this, that. And, and he sees, like, a modern fly, and he's like, that ain't a fly. You know, that's garbage. You know? Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. But, uh, you know, if it works, it works. And that's kind of mm-hmm. where I'm at. If it catches flies, I'll try it, you know, mm-hmm. or catch a fish, I'll try it. In it. But I'm not a traditionalist by any means, <laughs> but I'll try any uh, fly. If it'll catch a fish, I'm all about it. So that's I'm going to clear up a long-held myth by just me. I'm probably the only person that's held this myth. Are there any flies that actually look like a fly? So far, a house just, fly? I've never actually seen. Uh, like so a I've house always fly. wondered. Yeah, yeah, but I kind of wonder that now. Yeah. You described yeah. all the flies that were yeah. not flies. So that's like yeah. fish look at that and they're like, again, yeah, again. <laughs> Who would eat a fly? Yeah. Maybe the one guy yeah. trying to make like a raisin with two <laughs> little white things on the side. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. These are easy. Yeah, I got some <laughs> pipe cleaners and yeah. I can tie flies too. And you should see my spiders. Yeah, yeah. that's nuts. Yeah. We use spiders all the time to catch really, but not flies. But they call Housewives, yeah, but no. yeah, 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 yeah. That's kind of funny thing. But uh, it's funny the looks you get from the girls at you know the Hobby Lobby or the craft stores you go to, and they're like, "So what are you doing?" And it's like, "Oh yeah, I'm tying some flies for catching fish," and you know, literally got pipe cleaners and craft mm-hmm. foam, and they're like, "Okay, sure." <laughs> You've got good. a dollhouse, and you're making clothing for dolls. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Sounds good. Sure. Yeah. Fly fishing. I have fly fish all the time. <laughs> yeah, manly man. <laughs> Don't tell you I can bench 400 pounds. and pedal away from here in a tough way. Have you heard of this guy? Yeah, yeah, that's it. He's wearing doll clothes. Yeah, that's it. But uh, but yeah, that's crazy. What do I need to get started fly fishing? Other than a Hobby Lobby gift card, what do I need to get started (laughs) in fly? Yeah, so to get started in fly fishing, it's really like 40 bucks. You go buy a cheap junkie fly rod. And it'll work good enough for you to get the bug, and then you're going to go out and spend some money. But, but uh, that f- like that first fly rod I bought was literally like just junk. I mean, it was a junky thirty dollar fly rod, and it worked to get me interested into it. And then like once I got interested in it, it was on like Donkey Kong after that. And then it's like every town we go to on travel, it's like Google 
They got a fly shop? Oh, yeah, they do. Go in there and check it out. And I've been in, it's just like bike shops for me. I uh-huh. go anywhere I go, I go into the bike shop and then I go in the fly shop, you know, and, and just see how it's done differently elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, that and like a handful of flies and really you can have a ton of fun and a pond is really a good place to start because usually it's clear bank and you ain't got to worry about snagging stuff behind you. Um, but to get into fly tying, uh, it's like a, it's kind of initially super expensive, not super expensive, but it's pretty expensive, about a hundred bucks for the fly vice and, and kind of the starting materials and tools you'll need. But, but they never, well, hardly ever wear out. So they last a long time. Like the fly tying set that I have now is the one my dad used, uh, back in the day. And I mean, it still looks like what you would go buy in the store today. So yeah. Like, hey, all right, I'll try it out. And but, it was his. So that's yeah, cool too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's super cool. And, and that was kind of, uh, when I first got into fly fishing, my dad had done it off and on as a kid, as I was a kid and, and I never really seen him take to it all that much, but I'd seen him use it. And, uh, and he went on a trip a few years back after my first son was born. And uh, he was like, yeah, I'm going to tie a fly. And with his first haircut, we cut my son's hair. And he's like, oh, can I have some of that hair? And I was like, oh, for what? You know? And he's like, I'm going to tie a fly with it. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And he caught a trout in Colorado on this fly that he used with my son's you know, hair from his haircut, mm-hmm. first haircut. And and I was like, oh, man, that's super cool. You know, it's kind of a neat idea. And uh I've never resorted to that using beard hair or anything, but, uh, but you know, you never Renewable know, resource. That's it, yeah. Man. I'm it constantly to grows. Yeah. Some of Aaron's beard. Yeah, that's it. To a tie, a fly tied. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Cool. But, uh, but yeah, I've I mean, seen, eventually, yeah. yeah. I've seen guys <laughs> Maybe do not today. Yeah, and it's kind of funny. Uh, it's kind of a weird deal, but hey, man, it works. It works. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, that's definitely it. So yeah, uh, all in all, it's not a ton of, ton of money and really when you think about it in the grand scheme of it i mean if you're having fun i mean what does it matter so yeah but i need a fly vice yeah fly vices flyers uh yeah you'll use like some tweezers and then you'll use a uh, bobbin is what we call to wrap the thread on there and then a good thread and uh and then there's a couple other tools you'll use a, a hackle plier which is it holds a feather and it took me forever to figure out a hackle is a feather and it's a type of feather and uh and so they would wrap these feathers around the fly and and when he's like use the hackle to grab the grizzly hackle and i was like what the heck's a grizzly hackle and i'm like what is a grizzly hackle you know and google and like i said the internet's the greatest thing so if you want to get into fly time now's the time you know back in the day it would be miserable you're probably reading like ancient books and like oh what does that look like you know so how many trips to town would that take right yeah i forgot to ask yeah what's a grizzly hackle yeah, what's a grizzly hackle I, yeah I my world books don't yeah. have this answer yeah. where's my encyclopedia britannica right now you exactly know? you know classy encyclopedia yeah. my yeah. encyclopedia yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah there you go that's it that's it sabotage yeah. <laughs> i want this to be a tradition though that your you go to your son's son's birth yeah take his, his hair yeah i guess first haircut not birth. first haircut yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> take his first birth i'm just gonna take some of this umbilical cord yeah yeah, like, yeah. yeah. stem cell flies yeah. Yeah. that's it that's it <laughs> gross but uh yeah that was uh yeah that would be super cool that'd be totally Sorry, legit Mom. it's kind of a, like a past passed down thing you know yeah. it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. it would be kind of cool yeah did your dad keep the fly or lose the fly? no i kept it yeah he uh when he gave me the uh fly tying kit he even showed me the fly he's like yeah this is the one i caught that trout on that was made out of corbin's hair you know and i was like oh no way that's super cool and uh and then like 
you know, I never met my grandfather or my dad's dad. Uh, he had passed away before I was born, but, um, my aunt, I'd posted a picture of some of the flies that time. She's like, Oh, your uncle or your uh, grandpa used to do that too. And the great grandpa used to do it. And I was like, Oh, that's kind of cool. You know, it's kind of a, a tradition thing, you know, and if my kids end up doing it, cool, you know, yeah. uh, uh, that'd be neat. Um, but yeah, that's always kind of a fun thing, uh, generationally, whenever you get a, a craft or, you know, a skill that's passed down and passed mm-hmm. down and passed down type deal. And I guess that's kind of like where my dad, you know, passed that kind of lack of fear and tearing stuff apart and putting it back yep. together. Uh, and it's like, if you ask my mom, I've tore apart everything in the house and some of it got put mm-hmm. back together. Right. And some of it didn't, you yep. know, so <laughs> phones and, you know, VCRs and all sorts of stuff. And, uh, it, pretty much every toy that broke yeah. or didn't break. Right. It yeah, was yeah. broken after yeah. the fact. Yeah. yeah that's same. it. Yeah. And that's what I got two boys that destroy <laughs> every toy they get. And, and between super glue and gorilla tape, I mean, we could fix just about anything. So, mm-hmm. and it's fun to go out there and watch them learn and why does he do it that way why do you do this way you know it's like yeah that's cool or like when i was showing them how to weld not too long ago and and they're like wow this is kind of crazy i was like yeah it's a hot glue gun for metal and they're like oh yeah there you go great way to look at it yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah. and then uh they quickly learned not to weld in flip-flops and and you know i (laughs) welded and i you know i was a flip-flop so i'm i'm from west fork so it's normal. And, uh, I was like, oh, ah, yeah, that's hot. Yeah. The first rule, never weld them flip-flops. And they're like, oh, okay, cool. You got burned. Well, <laughs> yeah, that, so so. That, that leads to uh, what is the, I don't know. So do you, for some people, we actually have shop spaces, right? Right. But uh-huh. I don't know if there's a, there's probably a fly fishing space rule. What's your number one rule in the, in the fly tying work area? Uh... It's probably clean it before you put it away. Yeah, because, like, there's nothing worse than trying to start a tie fly and cleaning the mess from the previous fly tying. And I've learned this, and I'm getting good at it now. And then uh, organization. I'm terrible at organizing anything, but my wife is amazing at organizing stuff. And uh, she bought me, like, this cool, like, little three-drawer thing, and the fly thing sits on top, and the vice is all there, and it's all kind of set up, and it really can go anywhere. And that's kind of the cool thing. I can tie flies uh, in a hotel room or I could tie them, uh, you know, in the living room or the kitchen or wherever. Or even at work, I've tied a couple of flies before work started. And, and that's always kind of kind of a cool thing. So but, how, yeah. How long does it take to make a fly? Not long. Uh, so it depends on the fly. But, uh, like, a, one of the best, like, trout flies we use just takes, like, three minutes. And you can oh. just crank them out. So and then pretty uh, fast. Yeah, Dang. and then that clouser minnow, once you get good at it, it's a lot of measuring and that's the key is like you can make a fly and it might not look good but it can catch fish but repeatability is the key so like that's when you know you start getting better at fly tying when your flies all look the same as opposed consistency. to consistency like, oh gotcha. that one's a little long that one's a little short that one's a little long because there are fish yeah. out there with little tape measures that go yeah. like, oh yeah oh no, this doesn't meet my this, standards yeah, yeah. yeah. Eye that's the trout, yeah. that's like, probably what makes the trout so hard yeah. to catch right yeah, it's like oh uh, this yeah. may be fake plus it's too short fish. yeah <laughs> this is the biggest fly i've ever seen yeah. so i'm not gonna eat it so yeah i'm not that hungry yeah they know moderation that's what it is and it's hilarious they're all about to be on tv just yeah yeah yeah. That might be on one of those fishing shows, too. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Hi, Mom. <laughs> and that's uh, my wife. Uh, the first time I described this whole trout fishing obsession as of late, 
she's like, yeah, it just seems like a lot of work. And I was like, yeah, it is, <laughs> but it's awesome when you catch one, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I took her with me up to, uh, one of the trout hatcheries that we have in Missouri. And, um, and it's, it's fun and it's easy just cause it's essentially a trout hatchery, a big spring. And every now and then they let some of the trout go into the river and then they've populated naturally out there on the river. And, um, and it's kind of fun. It's big, clear, deep water, and you'll throw the flies out there. And she watched. She's like, "Oh yeah, there's a big one right there." And I throw it right in front of his face, and he just swims up there. And he's like, "She's like, oh, he's gonna get it. He's gonna get that thing." And and then he just looks, and you just watch him sit there and stare at it. And he's just watching everything. How does it float? Does it move normal? Does it look right? And then just turns around and swims off. And then you see like a little smaller trout come flying out of nowhere and just grab that thing right off the top of the water and and apparently he hasn't been caught as much as the other guy has yeah. you know? but uh it's funny i used to read a book to uh my older son and now i've read it to my younger son but it was called um uh, i want to say it was mr jangles and it was about this fish that can't be caught and it had been hooked so many times and it breaks off the line and he had so many hooks in his face that he would jangle whenever he would swim by and literally my kids would crack up every time i read this story about this fish named jangles well the first time we went up to this river we cast in the the water and this trout comes out of the water and he's got two lures one out of each side of his mouth and and both of my boys it's jangles <laughs> and I was like, that's it there you that's go it, man that's real deal <laughs> so yeah that that was super cool um but yeah and then the just you know the driving and all this man it's a it's just a fun sport to do and mm-hmm. our hobby to do and and it's a it's a great time and and it's just a it's a fun thing to do uh, and that's kind of the crazy thing is i've met all sorts of people that fly fish everybody from like crazy hillbilly type guys that just have the junkiest stuff and they go out there and catch fish all day long and dudes that are totally into buying the coolest newest gear and and they go and do their stuff and uh and it's cool to watch those guys and learn from those guys too and and uh like I said, you meet all sorts of people. Uh and some of like one of my friends who's a guide over in Cotter, uh he's always got pictures on Instagram and, and I would say the coolest thing as of recently in the fly fishing industry as a whole is uh women involved in the sport. It's crazy. Like it's the fastest growing uh it's the fastest growing segment in that, in the new studies that they were doing through it um, before, because it was just predominantly, you know, old white guys, you know, but now it's women, kids, uh, schools are adopting it, and it's just kind of a cool thing, and and it's becoming, uh, like, there's a school in Fayetteville that has a fly fishing club, and they go do these trips every year, and uh, one of my friend's son's in that uh, fly fishing club, and he ties flies, and he's like 13, you know, and it's like, man, that's super cool, you know. So, what do you think is driving that? Yeah. You know, I think it's kind of this, uh, I would say anti-technology. Um, so as a parent, you know, you're constantly monitoring, you know, is my kid on tablet too much or is he using the cell phone too much? And so we run a pretty strict, uh, uh, tablet and phone policy here at the house. But, uh, you know, I think a lot of people are just over stimulus for stimuli. Stimulated. Yeah, stimulated from the uh, from the electronics. So yep. they're just getting out and kind of breaking away from work and life. and Unplugging. Know, unplugging. Yeah. And I it, definitely think handmade is a thing. You know, handmade. Stuff with your hands, yep. definitely. Yep. Anything like, is awesome. I just, so, yeah. I don't, 
before the conversation a couple weeks ago, I don't. It didn't even cross my mind that somebody f- ties flies for. Like I feel like something specifically has to be driving right that yeah. growth. Yeah, you know, yeah, like three yeah. D printers is like okay, the technology is affordable, right. so that's it. Yeah, fly tying has been something right. to do for. T- yeah, hundreds a long of time. Years. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. like yeah. Why, why? Ever since they, fishing, yeah, <laughs> yeah. past yeah, the spear yeah. anyway. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. originally they were actually houseflies. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's, that's where the term came yeah, from. Yeah, for yeah. sure, that's I, I, my niche. Yeah, I googled I'm it. Start flying <laughs> yeah. ties. Or yeah. Flies. flying yeah. ties. Hey, I'm yeah. start yeah. flying yeah. ties. Oh, yeah, flying uh, ties. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. it, man. But yeah, but do you think that anything is it? YouTube that's just the accessibility of it. The accessibility of it is one for sure, and then the fly fishing. You know, before. I think it was just kind of a narrow demographic, uh, you know, being, you know, older men and, you know, typically well off or have the ability to go out and guide and, you know, but now it's like everybody, like I'll see every, like everybody on the river Mm -hmm. out fly fishing. And it's kind of, uh, I think it's kind of like what you're saying. Some of it's the handmade, the, some of it's unplugging from, you know, current civilization, whatever you want to call it, getting out into nature and then this whole go explore type thing kicking off yeah. with overlanding and stuff like that. It all kind of ties together, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, whether you like to fish or not, it's, it's one of those things, try and fly fishing. And then, then once you actually catch fish on flies and then tie a fly that a fish actually eats, it's like, Oh man. It see, to me, I would always think it was like, that's impossible. Yeah. How, how do they see it long enough? Cause all I see is the whipping. Right. Yeah. 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 And that's like, how are they doing the movie, it? Yeah. Uh, you know, River mm-hmm. Street, he's like, oh, shadow cast. And you're doing all these cool, <laughs> fancy casts, but like you almost never cast like that. <laughs> you know, in, uh, like, in real fishing, it's like you throw it out there and you watch them, and the less movement you can do, the better, you know? But, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, that's kind of a funny part of it. And, and then, uh, you know, having people show you, you know, that's kind of the thing. Like, I did meet a guy in a fly shop that ties flies that doesn't fly fish. And I was like, really? Yeah, well, why tie the flies? Why go through all the frustration, you know? And, He's like, it's just relaxing. It's kind of like building models or whatever you want to call it. And I was uh, like, well, what do you do with all your flies? And he's like, I just give them my friends who fly fish. And I was like, cool. What's your number? <laughs> <laughs> Here's my card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so. I just managed a skate shop and yeah. I can't ollie. Yeah, so there you go. Yeah, that's it. So, yeah, it's uh, it's kind yeah. of a crazy thing, you know. Uh, but, yeah, you made all sorts of... Well, if you're excited about it, you know, you're going to find people and and talk to them about something. And sometimes it just so happens that it lands on they're interested in the same thing. But you think that there's certain things with, like, the cycling and the fly fishing. You said, you know, talking about, like, the, the, you know, we were overlanding and the bike packing, which I just heard just now, you know, earlier. It's the first time I've ever heard it. Yeah. I mean, is that like a two and two thing? Yeah. You know, like, yeah. So that's a big thing, too. It's kind of, it's kind of taking are smaller. Yeah, so you can break a fly rod down super small, um, and then um, you don't have like this twelve foot rod, you know, yep. around, you know, and it breaks Handle down bars. into two pieces. But a fly rod it breaks down into a bunch of little small pieces, and and uh, so being able to pack it onto a bike is super cool, or even backpack. Yeah, you know, with a fly yes, rod, I do a lot really of cool. I can yeah. totally. I actually three D printed a fishing rod. Did you ever see it? That's no. cool. It's like yeah. that long and it has a little teeny oh tiny like, yeah. reel on That's it. That's legit. It is the least usable. <laughs> it, it Just was, above the Snoopy. It was yeah. or below the print. Snoopy there rod. Yeah. Yeah. January 
fifth in Devil's Den. No, this is probably illegal. I was out somewhere. Yeah. I had my fishing license. It was yeah. legal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I fished in Devil's Den all the time. My, my, uh, well, it was in the National Forest. Yeah, oh, but yeah, there you go. The no, it wasn't. so bad, I literally just had to hold the <laughs> yeah, string. There you go. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Like, Hand fishing, I man. That's real I didn't, I didn't catch anything. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, the bike packing's huge. It's, uh, it's yeah. very getting big out there. And, and, uh, so I was fly fishing, riding, strapped the fly rod to the top of my bike, you know, cruise. Um, and then uh, a friend that works at another bike shop calls me up, and he, or he comes into the store, and he's like, hey, man, have you heard of Tenkara fly fishing or a Tenkara rod? And I was like, no, I don't know. What, the, what is a Tenkara rod? And he's like, well, it's like a fly rod, but it's the Japanese version, and it has no reel. And I was like, what? <laughs> you know, like, how do you dis- how do you cast far, you know? And so he shows me, and it is opposed to like being pieces that stick together. It's all telescopic, and, oh. and it breaks down to like eighteen inches. And it's like, oh, 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 look at that! So then it's like, well, I need one of those. So then I buy one of those, and then now I've got two of them, and <laughs> and uh, and it just is another form of fly fishing that uh, the Japanese use, you know. And and there's no reel, and it's really easy for kids, and and then it's mm. just very simple. For uh, adults, you know, you don't got to mess with nothing, and it's easy, and you cast it out there, pull it back, and catch fish like crazy on them, and it works really good for small water. Um, I couldn't see, like, big rivers that working all that well, unless you were, like, right on top of the fish, but but for bikepacking, it's awesome, and and uh, and then, yeah, you could tuck it in, like, almost a glove box in the truck, and literally, you have your fly fishing set up anywhere you go, and you can do it anywhere, so yeah, so, yeah and it's cool, and it's... And there's a few companies kicking off with that and and doing really well and and it's just kind of the innovation of I would say that's the biggest innovation is just creating more ways to fly fish mm-hmm. or ways to get into places to fly fish because that's the other problem is finding accessible water uh, you know because a lot of people don't want you on the river so so you know I fish a closed down golf course and you ride over there on your bike and. It's like, oh, hey, look at this pond. Pull out your fly rod and you start catching fish like crazy. And it's like, oh, man, the honey hole. You know, <laughs> Don't tell anyone. <laughs> Don't tell anyone. Hey, where'd you catch that fish? Uh, we'll cut that out. Not a closed uh, down uh, about that. Uh, yeah. Walmart. Yeah. Yeah. yeah cut that out. So look at Gator Walmart. Golf is where you're. <laughs> <laughs> it's a blue water. It's a blue, yeah, it's a, yeah. It's a blue water fish. <laughs> is it green? I don't yeah. remember anymore. Yeah. I eat that. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tastes I like 2,000 flushes. Yeah. Yeah. So do you, have you done commissions for. Any of the flies yet? Have uh, yeah, you I've sold had a few or people uh, uh, ask me to tie them flies all through Instagram, and mm-hmm. and I've tied them, and and the, apparently they've caught some fish with them, so that's awesome. But uh, I've had people ask me to tie them flies. I have a couple friends that uh, um, uh, fly fish as well, and I just give them flies, you know, just because it's it's handy to do, and I like to practice, and yeah, and uh, so that's good. But yeah, I've tied a few different. Uh, I've had like I would say like ten a hand small handful of people that have contacted me through Instagram, um, but that's kind of the thing. It's just like anything. If you come out with a cool, innovative design on a fly, not that I have, I copy everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, basically, there's a company out there who's going to copy it and sell it, and you know, and, yeah. and sell it for you know a dollar as opposed to four dollars in the time. So, so but there's guys who kind of dig the handmade craftsman, American made you mm-hmm. know, type stuff, and that's always cool. See, know? I would see the I would see the, the, you know, the draw of wanting something. Hey, this guy made this 
for me. Right. In yeah, Arkansas. Yeah. yeah. Ordered it online. You know. You would think something as traditional as fly yeah. fishing yeah. seems to be that it definitely lends itself towards right. handmade yeah, in yeah, that yeah. sense. Yeah, and that's kind of the cool thing with even like the fly fishing bags and sling bags. Like there's a guy in I wanna say he's like in Idaho and he makes like super killer looking bags and and they cost a crazy amount of money, but they're bomb proof and they're probably you're only gonna buy one ever. So mm-hmm. um and they're American made and that's a really cool thing and it's kind of I don't know, I wouldn't say it drives me, but obviously American made stuff is amazing and I like it and, and I'm all about it. Um, and you're doing it. And I do it, yeah. Mm-hmm. So so it's always <laughs> a good thing. So mm-hmm. but yeah, uh yeah, just making stuff's fun. I love making stuff. So we found that most people that make or create things tend to have an everyday carry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What's yours? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. So it depends on the day. So <laughs> Then it's not an everyday yeah. carry. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. It depends on the day. So my most, base most everyday day carry, carry, my everyday yeah. carry yeah. Yeah. is a fanny pack yeah. with stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's not called a fanny pack. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my wife calls it a tech pouch. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> tech kidding. pouch? She yeah. was like, my tech pouch broke. Yeah. I was like, there's another fanny pack over there, yeah. but that one's not a tech pouch. Wow. What? It's tech a brand. It's a bum bag. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we used to do the EDC dumps all the time, you know, uh, dumping out all your gear and showing off what it is. Uh, but mine's simple. Uh, I typically carry a Streamlight AAA battery, uh, flashlight, um, and and then I carry a uh, I flip between two knives. I carry a Benchmade uh, Griptilian, and it's just tough and it works good. And then I carry um, a Benchmade. Uh, it's called the I want to say it's a five five nine Rescue. Uh, so I do search and rescue as well, volunteer for our local county search and rescue team. And it's got, you know, a belt cutter and glass breaker, and it's got a cool sheep's foot knife on it uh, that works for all that stuff. And then uh, I usually wear a Sunto, um, it's a core watch, or I wear a Brutici titanium watch. I kind of rotate between those two. And uh, and then my cell phone. And a uh, the pen I use, I used to try to carry a pen all the time in my field notebook and write down stuff, but it just got to be... I'd have 38 books, and they all got a little bit of stuff written in them. Uh, so now I use my Samsung as the Note, so it's got the little stylus right there. So that's what I use most of the time. Mm-hmm. So I don't carry a, a traditional notebook anymore, but uh, it's still there, you know. But I still buy field notebooks every time I see them. <laughs> it's like, ooh, look at the cover of that it's one. This is nice. Idea yes, some, one day it's, when you're having it there through yeah, your field yeah. notebook. Like, oh, and, man, Dad wrote about us doing Through these this. 600 notebooks, you'll have one complete yeah, one notebook. one complete one. Yeah. Yeah. You put one it together. Yeah. 36 page. Yeah. 36 page. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah. You're like seven yeah. with all the composition books, yeah. but it's just like the equivalent of one. But, yeah, that's the uh, funny part of the back of the truck. It's just... You can open the back of the truck, and it looks like a small outdoor store. You know, everything from my pack for search and rescue, which has a plethora of stuff in it, and then fly, fly rods, fly bags, uh, tackle boxes, stuff like that. And anytime I see cool fly fishing stuff or cool gadgets, period, I'm like, oh, hey, check that out. I ain't got one of those. Buy it, and that's how no, it goes. We never do that. Yeah, nobody no, nobody yeah. ever does that, for sure. We're fiscally nope. responsible with yeah. our hobbies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Yeah, in the bike industry, we live by the motto of N plus one. N being the current amount of bikes you have, plus one is how many you're supposed to have. And uh, <laughs> Never heard of that. Yeah, so it's N yeah. plus one. Uh, and then the married guys live by D minus one is divorce minus one bike. So, <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> well, yeah. That be my hobbies. Yeah. Hobbies mm. D yeah. minus one. <laughs> yes. Yes, that's it for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
But, oh, uh, but yeah, E2C is uh, very small. It used to be huge, uh, uh, tons of stuff. And then as streamlined, you, as you start learning, it's like, oh, cool. I've never used this thing that I carry around with me every day. Yeah. But you never know. The, yeah. That's it. Put it in the vehicle. Yeah. yeah. Put it in the truck. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Everything that I don't need on me usually stays in the truck. So yeah, that's it. Um, so the question we like to end with is, yes. well, it's not really a question. Is finish the sentence. Oh, I wish I could fish more. Well, that's also the fastest answer we've yeah. ever got. You're really wow. dedicated. Yeah, that's yeah. uh, yeah, more time. That's the thing. Is like, it's like my mom's retired, and it's like I'm super envious of all the time she has, you know. And she's like, I'm always busy, and I was like, I get it, but you got time to do whatever you want. I got, you could just quit that and go do yeah, what you want. Yeah, that's it, you know. And if I live that wonderless life of you know, where I make crayons on the weekend and so I'm at a craft fair and, and I make $6.2 billion a year, you know. It's kind of like, uh, what is it, uh, uh, HGTV, you know. It's like, oh, yeah, he works at a daycare part-time. Uh-huh. I do this. and Pencil sharpener. $1.9 million. Yep. It's like, what? <laughs> what? We joke about that all the time. Part-time <laughs> apple picker. Yeah. <laughs> and a professional pinch sharpener. craft jellies. <laughs> and, uh, and then I just, you know, I tie ribbons. So Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, time. That's the biggest thing. Just time with family and, and my kids. That's like my, that's my passion. So It's mm-hmm. It, it was definitely by the way, shined the fifth through. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> kids yeah. fishing, fishing. You don't have to tell her what this is called fishing. when we release it. By the way, yeah. yeah, bike riding time. Oh, yeah. family, family, yeah, kids. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Time. That's the big one. So, yeah, yeah. Well, it's time to fish. Yeah, yeah. But work gets in the way. It gets in the way of everything. It does. It yeah. really does. I don't I know who trying. came up with this five days a week we work. You know, and they're only two days mm. off. Man, it should be the other way around. I agree. Yeah. Just monetize. I could work eight days a week to pay for the two days that I would work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's somehow. Really true. Yeah. It's not a, yeah. Yeah. I'd work two It'd be nice. hour shifts even. That's Dude, much if that I'm were possible, I, f- I feel like I've worked yeah. two 48-hour shifts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But it's good. You know, that's how it goes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, we appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, I think absolutely. That's, yeah, yeah. That was absolutely. good. It was fun. That was easy. Yeah. Are we out of time? Well, that was a great time, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it was fantastic. John's a great Two guy. Two weeks ago, or yeah. whatever that was. <laughs> oh, this is, we'll get better at this, uh, I swear. We'll talk less and talk more at the same time. Talk less and say more important things. Yes. Yeah. That is quantity over word choice. Quality? <laughs> nope. No, the other way around. Redo! Uh, well, but we can catch mm-hmm. up with John Ware. On Instagram, I know for a fact he's there, at roaming underscore... Juan, J-U-A-N. Yeah, that's a confusing word for an Instagram audio podcast. Juan, yes. Juan. Juan. J- Juan. J- J-U-A-N. And where can we find us? Um, Instagram at L-W-I-D Project. Nice. Yeah, and I believe we have a Snapchat, don't we, Daniel? We do. Well. <laughs> we may manage that eventually. Well, cool. <laughs> We're up there with all the all the cool kids. Yeah, we have a Facebook, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look well, what I did. Mm-hmm. Search it on Facebook. Yeah. And something will be there, probably. Yeah. Um, if you know of anyone that's a creative type person you think would be interesting for us to speak to, uh, you can email us at lookwhatidid at gmail.com. And definitely check out our shirts with super sweet logo available for sale as you listen to this, hopefully. Yes. If not, we'll bring a 
Sharpie. <laughs> we'll draw it. <laughs> so make it a white t-shirt because I, but I didn't black do well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening to us, and yep. we'll catch you guys in a couple weeks. Thank you.